0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Healing Place podcast. Terry Welbrock here, your host of the show. Uh, Just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for being a part of this healing space. I so appreciate everyone who joins me. The numbers continue to grow. We hit another record month this month, also hit a record month of downloads last month. We're being listened to in 104 countries around the world now, which still just blows me away. And I do a happy dance every time I I look and see um, who's tuning in. So, so very grateful. If you can uh, continue to spread the word, either share videos from the YouTube channel, which is Terry Wellbrock under my name, uh, invite friends, just uh, yeah, just help spread the word about this show and these amazing guests that are joining me. Um, I very much appreciate uh, the support, so thank you. And today's guest, uh, another wonderful interview. I just I feel so blessed to be doing this show and to have these inspirational people join me from all around the world. I learned so much myself for my healing journey uh, as well. This episode was recorded in June. That's another wonderful thing that's happened. I have 60 people on a waiting list. So (laughs) it is just blowing my mind how many folks keep reaching out, wanting to join me on the show. And I wish I could do this show daily. Uh, I I just don't have the time or resources to do it. Uh, on a daily or even even bi-weekly basis but I love it that so many folks are wanting to join join the healing place podcast and and reach you and talk to you about uh, hope and healing and strategies for living a tr- more tranquil and uh, joyous life so all right my health is improving yay we did discover that we had, uh, mold in our newly purchased home. We only moved here a year ago to Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, which is paradise and beautiful. Um, but we had found out there was mold and it was covered up by a previous owner, not sure which one. And uh, we were told that they did a shoddy job um, in covering it up and fixing it. So I have mycotoxin poisoning and um, i'm starting to do a lot of detox work and uh, it's helping infrared sauna and halotherapy, and which is uh, like uh, pink salt therapy and um, taking supplements to help with detox such as liver support supplements and um, as well as i was taking some activated charcoal to try to grab a hold of the toxins and uh, any mold that might have uh, this is so weird to think but it can colonize in the body and that creeps me out just a little bit. I have to tell you I think something has colonized inside of me um, but as so many of you know who have listened to this show and know my story of uh, triumph, is that uh, I never give up, and so I'm still of that mindset. Um, interestingly enough, and I know I'm talking a lot, but this I had I had some things to share. Uh, one of the effects from mold exposure uh, can be anxiety and. Um, uh, Depression and it can have an effect on the brain because it can get into and colonized in the fatty tissue in your brain, and so I just find it fascinating. I'm learning so much, uh, researcher by nature, and so I'm researching this like, like crazy, trying to find out all I can for healing uh, possibilities. And so yeah, so I'll probably write some blog pieces on it and maybe do a show or two. But I love it that um, my histamine intolerance—I can now, I now know where that's stemming from, from mold exposure and mycotoxin poisoning. So uh, that is starting to come under control. I'm introducing some new foods again. We had the uh, mold remediation done in our house, a new roof put on our house. Found lots of uh, water damage up in the attic um, from three gaping holes, apparently, in the roof that should have been found during inspection. So um, it's been a lesson learned, let me tell you. But again, I say to all of you, no matter what you're going through in life, um, never give up. Keep on fighting. Keep believing in yourself. Um, Keep searching for answers. Keep asking for answers. Uh, keep reaching out and uh, asking folks for guidance and uh, whether that be your your doctor um, I work with my doctor as well as a nutritionist Um, anything I can to help me along this along this healing journey and and we are all worthy of uh, of healing so all right now for the show (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and so excited to have with me today, Carolyn Colleen. She is the founder of Fierce, Mother of Three, author, international speaker, entrepreneur, and business strategist. So welcome, Carolyn. Yes. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We met another great Podmatch connection, which I keep uh, talking about Podmatch and how wonderful that's been to really find people that were outside my normal uh, sphere of trauma recovery. And so it's just been great to connect with other people who really can resonate with the audience and, um, touch upon things that aren't the normal talking points. So mm-hmm. yeah, just, uh, do a quick little intro of, of who you are and the work you're doing in the world. Yes.
1: So I'm glad to be here. And, uh, like we chatted a little bit before we got on the call, I am the proud mother of three, uh, and I'm also an entrepreneur and I've written a book um writing my second book and i have three different businesses and i've created my life by design uh in a space that i didn't you know i didn't realize so you know i came from uh a lot of trauma and abuse in my youth and then also continued on to my adulthood and being able to navigate through stress stress resilience and, which is part of what fear stands for. I've been able to now uh, live a life um, fulfilled, and it's been it's been a journey. And every day's a journey, but it's uh, it's continuous. Um, it's it's been beautiful in being able to continually live my life on purpose.
0: Yes, and I love that philosophy, and I love it that you say every day is a journey because I, I, I'm always saying that we're all on our own healing journey and it's not that we get to looking to get to the end, like a destination. It's, it's the traveling that journey and learning along the way that uh, it's just, it really is a gift. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to share any part of your personal, personal history with trauma? Uh, well, with this audience, um, and, and you know, quite honestly, I,
1: I, I share because I feel that it opens the door for others in order to uh, just know they're not alone. And so, you know, for me, my, in my very short lifetime, I'm, I'm only 42, uh, you know, I started with sexual and physical abuse starting at age four from both men and women, and that, that created the way I saw the world. I saw the world as I was in it in which to be used and uh, and it was a skewed viewpoint of what love was and what my purpose was and what my worth was and so when I when you when thinking back and, and seeing that little girl at four years old and as I continued to grow and see the world from that lens the decisions that I made were reflective of how I saw the world as, the, uh, as I grew, um, I lived in a household with mental, mental, untreated mental health and uh, that was that was, it was very difficult. I escaped by going to school and um, when my little sister was born, now she's nine years younger than me, I felt, t- I felt pulled in that should I be home to help take care of my sister, make sure she's safe, or go to school. To escape, and that that was that's a lot to deal with uh, mentally for a, a young child, um, and so sometimes I would I'd stay home and help take care of my sister because my mother she struggled with a, a lot of untreated mental health challenges um, to where she wouldn't get out of bed for days. Sometimes she would disappear for days, and um, my dad worked on the road, so he for most of our childhood he didn't live at home. He sent money home. So he was unaware of a lot of the things that were happening, and um, my mother was a hoarder, and she's also very kind. She's, I mean, when she there's there's a there's ups and there's downs and there's all arounds, yeah. and sometimes it's great, and uh, and there's that saying, you know, sometimes you know with untreated mental health, sometimes it's good, and sometimes when it's bad, it's really bad, and the waves and the ebbs and flows, navigating that as a child, um, looking back, I. things that I can pull from that as a perspective that you know now in my career now as I look at the world I can I'm very flexible I can uh, I can go and I can I can do things and I can I can be in spaces and I pull out what is it that I gained from the experience of um, the ups the downs and the all-arounds the good the bad and the ugly and um, growing up I you know in my teenage years, was very also challenging, is really the word I can say. Um, for example, I was, I had my first boyfriend and, uh, and you know how that is that puppy love, uh, you have your first boyfriend, it's so much fun. And then with the weight of my family uh, home environment and the weight of the world of being a teenager and then having a first boyfriend and, and breaking up with that boyfriend, because, you know, that's what happens. That's, right. you know, that's pretty normal. But for me, it was um, it was a skewed vantage point, a, a skewed view of what, what the world was. And I chose to take 20, 25 sleeping pills to try and end my life. Oh. And I woke up in the middle of an emergency room um, with doctors surrounding me trying to put a tube down my throat to pump the pump my stomach. And I lived, and they put me in a 72-hour hold, and when I returned back home, it w- you know, I was, it was, I was ashamed, I was angry, and I came back to my little sister, who at that point was, I think she was eight years old, and she was so angry at me. She was so angry in that, you know, I was her protector, yeah. and I tried to leave. And uh, I remember walking into our bedroom and crouching down and hugging her and promising her that I'd never try and leave her again. Um, And I didn't, I never tried to take my life again. However, I still made choices reflective of what I thought love was. And I ended up um, just a couple years later in an abusive relationship and pregnant. And so, um, I became married in, in, in and in an abusive marriage and again, it was really reflective of how I saw the world and, and what my worth was. And, uh, once my daughter was born, however, I remember exactly, uh, she was born and she was born colicky. So if you know what colic is, and (laughs) if the audience might know, it's uh, basically, it's, you go to the doctor, and they have a crying baby that doesn't stop crying, and they say, good luck, because there's no solution for it. Uh, And she had been screaming and crying for two months. Uh, And I remember it specifically, for two months, I had been uh, in an abusive marriage where my husband was barraging me with constant questions while mind you, I have a brand new baby, haven't left the house. And he, and he's accusing me of cheating on him. He monitored my time. He monitored everything that I did even all the way down to going to the bathroom and what I ate. And, um, so I'm sleepless from a crying baby. And I'm also sleepless from, um, um, trying not to, to, uh, fall asleep. Uh, because then I was, you know, a bad wife and a bad mother, and so I um, I was exhausted. And there I am at two months old, rocking my little baby, and she's screaming. And of course she's screaming also to do with the environment. Yeah. Um, my husband was very good at telling me how uh, how how much I needed to improve, and uh, with screaming matches, uh, one-sided ones. Um. And and it was exhausting, and I couldn't barely think which was part of which was part of the environment and the manipulation and so 4 a.m there i am rocking my little girl in my arms and i am at my wits end and now mind you i promised my sister i'd never ever try to harm myself again but i didn't know what else to do so i started to pray and i prayed saying you know if there's anyone out there just send me a sign anything Um, and at four o'clock in the morning as I was rocking her, she stopped crying and she looked me directly in my eyes as if she was looking into my soul and she was saying to me, I'm your sign. And as the tears rolled down my face, I realized what love was, which is unconditional and what love wasn't, which is unending self-sacrifice and suffering. And in that moment, I decided that I needed to find a way to escape my marriage, uh, escape the abuse because I knew fast forward 18 years. If I had stayed in that relationship, my daughter would be marrying a version of her father, uh, statistically young moms have young baby, yeah, have children who have young mom, children. And then, uh, you know, men or women who are in abusive relationship, their children tend to follow suit. And I didn't want that for my daughter. And so I plotted a way to escape. I, um, I did so, not because of the love for myself, but for the love of my daughter. And it's because uh, sometimes when you're struggling, and I was struggling with depression, I was struggling with um, PTSD. I was having struggling with flashbacks from the sexual abuse from uh, the men and women who came out, and out of my life as a child. And um, I just, it was, it was so, so hard but I had to, I had to figure out a way. And what I did is I borrowed the love that I had for my daughter until my self love caught up. And I did that and I made scary, scary moves in which to create a life for my daughter, not for me, mind you. I didn't feel that I was worthy of anything better, but my daughter sure was. And so that's where I found myself standing in line at the Salvation Army. Trying to patch together food pantry to food pantry in which to um, escape and uh, create and be able to feed my daughter and myself. Uh, you know, at that time I wasn't employed, um, I was a stay at home mom. And uh, I did so. I patched together food pantry to food pantry. I went into low income housing. I registered myself in college. I worked 60 hours a week and I hustled. I hustled and I hustled and I built my career and I uh, continued to grow in therapy and I sought resources um, in order to create that life for my daughter until as I realized I started to grow too and I, I did I built my career and I and I I built a life for my daughter and um, you know fast forward I'm, I'm there standing outside um, uh, a food pantry with my daughter giving back and uh, all the way to um, becoming a PhD in one month in order to serve others and give back. And it's been, um, and now my daughter, she's she's uh, she's 22, and I've been able to release her into the world and allow her, she has no other worries besides, okay, well, what's next semester at college look like? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a... Uh, it's been so fulfilling being able to create a life from the darkness, yeah. and and continue to grow. And I didn't stop there. I I didn't I didn't stop. I kept going. And I I used a tool that I created, practicing it five minutes at a time, building s- stress resilience, which is what fierce is, in which to grow. Set a goal out a year ahead. Set a goal out five years ahead. Reverse engineer it down to five minutes to combat. The, the emotion of uh, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, depression that I struggle with, uh, so that it doesn't own me. So I own it. Now, is it is it valid that I, I struggled with depression, struggled with anxiety, struggled with overwhelm, fear, uh, flashbacks, PTSD? Yes, all of those things and those emotions are very valid. Um, but it didn't. The action that followed did not have to determine where I ended up and so i used that emotion uh, in which to fuel me in a direction that served me because there's that that difference between you know when you come into a fork in the road any heroine any hero or heroine they have the same fears they have the same doubts they have the same um, self-limiting beliefs about what they can accomplish but the difference is what happens after the emotion is action And so I was able to create a tool that helps me make the choice that serves me even though there's that emotion, even though there's that thought, even though there's that self-limiting belief. And so now I've been able to create successful businesses. I have been able to become an entrepreneur in which to um, be able to give back. I also have lead a nonprofit and uh, to give back to those people who helped me.
0: Um, And pay it forward. So um, that's kind of my story, and that's why I'm at right now. And thank you. It's so powerful and beautiful, and so many things that I resonated with being a survivor myself. And just kudos to you, and so much admiration for that. I say it. It's one of my favorite hashtags. Hashtag never give up. Mm -hmm. And you're the poster child for (laughs) hashtag never give up. And um, yeah beautiful and what a gift to your daughter which then really transformed into a gift for yourself
1: Mm -hmm. yes and uh yeah she she'll never she doesn't know (laughs) the things that I've I've been through um and it's because of that hard choice I had to make um because if it were just me I would probably still be right there so um and 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 also moving forward being able to lean into um giving back So there's, there are, you know, people will say to me, you know what, what do I do? What do I, I have a cousin or a a, a friend who's struggling with depression or struggling with anxiety or struggling just in life in general, because life, you know, it doesn't get, life doesn't get easier, I feel. I think that we learn to navigate it better. And um, there's this concept of you're either just coming out of a storm in your life journey, you're in a storm or you're on your way into a storm. It's kind of the three stages. <laughs> and it just kind of continues on this, you know, this beautiful journey called life. And as we move into a storm, and then while we're in a storm, we, we develop tools. We learn how, you know, we're in a, this boat and in, in whatever vehicle you're using, and you, you figure out how to, how to navigate it better. So then, when you come up to the next storm, you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to use that from two storms before." Right. And <laughs> and you just get better. You're sharpening the tools. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, navigating this life, it's been it's it's been interesting. And yes, it, I feel that it doesn't it doesn't get easier. It's just you learn you learn better when when you know better, you do better. Just like uh, my I think it was Maya Angela said that when you know better, you do better. And uh, you know. I did the best that I could with what I knew and I just continue to, to grow and learn and see this life as a way to continually add on. Um, and then, you know, other people will say, okay, what do I say to people who are struggling? Um, what do I say? And I'm like, you know, you, you don't really have to say anything. The, the most powerful thing that happened for me was people who would smile and look me in the eyes in my darkest points and just acknowledge me as a human. Um, that was so um just transformational in my journey is that there are people who care they don't have to have all the solutions but just to see the goodness and humanity sometimes all it is is making eye contact and giving dignity to another person and maybe even smiling you don't have to say a thing right and uh and when i look back and i was writing my book and um I wanted to be able to give back to all the people that did do that and and honor that because sometimes when you're struggling, particularly in in that depressive state, it's hard to see anything good um, or to look back and see anything good. And and practicing just one thing you can be grateful for every day and practicing that um, helped me elevate from the dark places and those ebbs and flows. Um, and, you know, people, some people would say, hey, you know what? you got this, Carolyn. You know, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm working 60 hours a week as a single mom in low-income housing, on welfare, um, trying to, tr- just trying to escape this circle. It's, and it's a horrible circle. And, um, you know, trying to escape it. It's, it's like a conundrum. You, it's so hard to try and figure out how to get out of it. Right. And, um, and then, you know, going to school and trying to build a career at the same time. And people would say, Oh, Carolyn, you got this. We're we're, you know, we're so proud of you, or you can do this. And uh and I thought, well, that's great, you think I can. But <laughs> I uh sometimes you have to borrow the light that others see in you yes. until your fierce light ignites. And I had to borrow what other people saw in me, because I'm like, nah, that's not me. Right? It was really hard, you know. Yeah. To, To see that you know i did have potential um and to own that uh just because of all of the you know just all of the crap i had to deal with in my childhood and then it turned into how i talked to myself and so when i did that when i borrowed the light that others saw in me my fierce light did ignite over time uh and really taking that practice of celebrating those small steps and those small wins in which to gain confidence um and gain even more momentum. And so now being able to, when I publish my book, the, the the proceeds of my book went back to the community that helped uplift me. Oh. And so all the proceeds get donated back because uh, there's no way I can find all those people, you know, those people that just just smiled at you.
0: Yeah, it's validation. It genuine, just, yeah. yeah. The validation, yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about fierce. What, what is fierce? Yes. I love that there's a t-shirt. I saw it on your website. <laughs> ah, yes.
1: Because, you know, it's a, it's a combination. So, so it is an acronym, but okay. it's also a combination of, um, of being able to... Nobody, like there's no one on earth that's just okay all the time. We have, we have so many things that happen in our lives. Just give ourselves some grace, but come from a space of power. Now, um, you know, when you're in a space of fight or flight, when you're fearful, we tend to fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. And honoring that it's okay if you're fight, you're flight, flight, or you're freeze, whatever that is, acknowledge it, give yourself some grace, and then think about the action that follows the fight, flight, or freeze. Because that's the key. And so fears stands for focused breath, identify uh, one. So focused breath, breathing, which is very important, like getting present, right? Taking a deep breath, like just like, you know, maybe, maybe some of us have heard uh, when we're upset, somebody will say to us, Hey, just calm down, take a deep breath. <laughs> so they, uh, they're right because, um, with breath, it's actually, uh, one, I mean, and we, many might know already know, but it it brings down your blood pressure but it also makes it with a deep breath, actually three is what I teach, is just at least three deep breaths. Um, what it does is it opens your mind to be able to think a thought. When you're not breathing, uh, when you're upset, you, you, you truly, you can't think. And your right. audience can resonate with this because of all the research behind it. But um, just to simple it, make it very simple, when you breathe, you can think. So that's the first step. Then the second step is identifying a goal. So just identify one thing one thing you need to do because uh, again when we are in a space of having to get a lot of things done or even in a state of emergency um we have a list of 200 things and what happens is that we tend to pick the thing that's the least important and try to do that to distract us amongst things that we need to get done. and so like for so how this came about is really where i am there and i'm standing in line in the salvation army and i'm looking around you know all these bright lights and all these people of all different walks of life and i'm thinking i don't know i don't know if i can do this. and a very endearing person came to me and said carolyn was a social worker you can you can do this just just think about it one day at a time. and when she said that I thought absolutely not and I and I but I knew I had to move I knew I had to do something Um, but I just wanted to crawl in a hole (laughs) I was fearful for my life because my husband had promised me he'd end my life if I had ever left I was fearful for the unknown I wasn't sure where I was going to get food where I was going to you know what what I was going to do and I found out I had to break it down to five minutes So in five minute increments, I could muster up enough courage to move just in one direction. And that one direction was putting a smile on my face so that I didn't scare my daughter. Just one thing. And then the next thing was, okay, I need to figure out, I need to move in this line in order to get food. Okay, five minutes. And then the next thing. Okay, I need to sign this paperwork in which to figure out how to get uh, a medical assistance and food stamps. Okay, next step. And breaking it down to just five minutes in one goal, one thing. So that's I. Then E is examining the barriers, what's holding you back, what's getting in the way of trying to get to where you're going to. And then uh, R is for reflect, uh, while you're working through the process, reflecting on you know what it's okay give yourself grace you've been through a lot but you're right here right now honor it and then the next is c for courage you do have the courage even though you think you don't <laughs> and then e uh is for engage taking that action step and so i package it all into like a a five minute exercise where you just you can break it down into five minutes so fierce is embodied into five minutes. And the the things the key things you wanna take away from it is, one, breathe, B, F, focus. And then the last F is fierce action. And so I made it like a mini little fierce, which is B, F, F, your new best friend. Oh. <laughs> so breathe, focus, fierce action. And do that five minutes at a time. Grab that emotion, whatever it is that's holding you back, uh, and use it as fuel. Doesn't mean not feel your emotion, because when we, when we put those emotions in the closet, you know what happens? kind of tends to blow up. But feel the emotion, honor it, but use it as fuel to determine the decision that follows the action. And practice that five minutes at a time. Because we can do, when we break it down to five minutes, we can do whatever we may not really want to do or we're fearful of uh, for five minutes. And then soon enough, that five minutes turns into 10, turns into 15, and you're on your journey, you're on your path to something that serves you compared to something that doesn't serve you. Um, There's many different examples. So, you know, when you're struggling with uh, overwhelm, anxiety, people might choose to self-medicate. What is that emotion that's popping up? And what is it that you truly want? Well, you could have two two options. You could self-medicate because those feelings are coming up. Right. Or you could take those feelings and you could say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to kick out some squats. I'm going to phone a therapist. I'm going to, you know, all these other options that serve you and do it five minutes at a time. So that five minutes of distance from the decision that doesn't serve you is another five minutes that keeps you in the journey of where you want to be and deserve to be. So, that's that's kind of breaking it down because when I really thought about it you know it was the emotion and then what I was used to to grabbing which didn't serve me so I had to retrain the way that I thought about it and and really like night that fire that fierce fire because I was very angry Uh, I was very angry the things that happened to me I was very angry with the people that did it and the thing that really resonated with me is you know what yeah it's okay to be angry But when I lean into what they believed I was worthy of, which is nothing, and to be used, to be abused, when I take those actions that don't serve me, who's winning? They're winning. And I'll I'll bet you 100% they are not gonna win. I will not be a statistic. And so with that, I can vision where I want to be and where I I need to be. Um, And I can reverse engineer it down to five minutes with every action that I take as I'm navigating through these emotions. Choosing uh, an action that serves me because they are not going to win. So that's what I say to people who are like saying, oh, Carolyn, you know what? I am used to self-medicating. I'm used to, you know, doing self-sabotaging um, and that's what I do. And, uh, and I, and, and for me, you know, the question is who's winning Are the people that abused you winning or the people who thought that, you know, well, I can just, I can get away with this. Oh, huh? oh no, you can't. Cause I am going to elevate above and I will not be a victim. And that's where my choices come in. And that is where I've been able to choose uh, a life by design, um, and, uh, and not, I will not be a victim.
0: Beautiful. So people can join you on a fierce journey. Yes. Yes. Okay. And where do they, where do they find you? How do they connect? So they uh,
1: can connect with me and uh, get my book and hear my speaking and, uh, my blogs at com. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, there's so much. I mean, you just, I I was mesmerized. Normally I'm speaking and, but I just, your story is just so intriguing and you're just so motivational. So thank you for, I mean, just what a beautiful message of hope uh, that you, you resonate. Thank you for that. Well,
1: thank you. Thank you. And, um, and you know, if people want more resources, I do have a free download of the BFF method, your new best friend. So, um, you can download at that at carolyncolleen.com and people are using it. You know, I created it out of survival, um, but now thousands are using it in order to intentionally choose their life every five minutes of every day. And so uh, they can go there and they can download that tool and use it and share it. And I have, I have uh, high school students, middle school students using it. I have um, men, women, uh, entrepreneurs, all, all, all different walks of life using the tool because it's very simple. And uh, you can break it down in order to get more of what you want and less of what you don't.
0: Yes. Well, it just, again, it so resonated with me because as a trauma survivor, it does, it, it can be overwhelmed when you're looking at your very long to-do lists for the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially someone who's, who's made it through their trauma and now doing the work such as you're doing and I'm doing, and uh but breaking it down into and it's so funny when you just said about sometimes you look at your the things you need to do and you gravitate towards those easy ones in order to avoid the other ones on my, on my list today was, um, to like paint my toenails. And, and that was like one of the first things I did on my day. And then I, and I knew I was procrastinating to get to the stuff that I really needed to get done, which I have since done, but it just made me laugh inside because I was like, oh my gosh, I, she so just called me out. I did that. today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, we do, we do it. We do it. And it's it's human,
1: you know, and then we just reset. We just take yeah. a deep breath. Remember what our goal is. And then even though, because procrastination is another emotion. yeah. And we just do that and do the the hard things five minutes at a time.
0: Right. And yeah. so that's what I, I, seriously, I have a few things left on my list today. And I'm just going to take that five-minute approach. I, I love it because it just doesn't seem as overwhelming. Yes. That's really the key is to, uh, you know, you... You had said a word, uh, like, I can't remember what you said, but I say all the time that we need to be gentle with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, you said something very similar. And um, gosh, I can't believe I can't remember what you said. It's Yeah, graceful. Be gracious. Graceful. That was it. Yes. What a beautiful word. Yes. And sentiment. Um, Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So is there anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had an opportunity to discuss yet? I just, you know, I
1: with that five minutes, I, I also want to say, make sure you celebrate and give yourself honor and gratitude um, because, like I, like I said before, you know, you we have a lot of different places we could be, and the people who are listening to the podcast, they could be in many other places, but they chose to be right here. Honor yourself for that, and and give yourself a pat on the back. Give congratulate yourself because. In order to continue to go on this journey of um, courage and growth, we have to be able to give ourselves credit for what we're doing stop we have to stop breaking ourselves down and lifting lifting each other and ourselves up and so um, that's what I would say I would say make sure that you give give space for gratitude and honor you, yourself for where you are
0: yes amen and hallelujah I, mm-hmm. I talk gratitude often. It's it, what a, what a shift happens in your life when you really start to approach life with that, with that attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I, it's just been an honor to have you here on the show today. I'm, I just feel so blessed and thank you again for sharing your story of uh, from trauma to triumph. And uh, yeah. So thank you.
1: Thank you. It was an honor.
0: All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy terrywellbrock.com for the courses but if you go to my website terrywellbrock.com you can sign up for my monthly hope for healing newsletter which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, again healing and hope strategies Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.